Okay, hello and welcome to the latest edition of The Selection Show. I'm Ian Heath, the uh, news editor of Citywide Selector. And with me in the studio today, I have Thierry LaRose, who is a AAA rated um, emerging market debt manager who specializes in local currency at Vontabel. Thierry, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Ian. We're going to be uh, discussing several topics in the emerging market debt space uh, today. Um, quite specifically, uh, Brazil and Argentina, what's going on with those countries, which have been um, quite politically turbulent of late. Well, nothing new. And, um, but first of all, we're going to kick off um, talking about the US rate cycle. Mm. Um, Thierry, we're perhaps coming to a stage where the US is nearing the end of its rate hike cycle. How does this affect local currency managers like you? My uh, conviction, which is, I mean, neither worse nor, nor better than anyone else's, is that we are close to or even behind the top in uh, U.S. Treasury yields. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, time will tell. We will know very soon. And that's uh, a very important factor. But my job is more because th that's a macro factor. I mean, yeah. I cannot, my view is as good as yours uh, on this. Uh, my, my job, my expertise is more uh, about determining whether the risk premium you get over this risk-free rate is mm -hmm. attractive uh, or not. So tell me, where are you looking right now um, for this risk premium? And I've had, had a look at um, your fun fact sheet, and you know, uh, the, there's a few positions which stand out on there for me. For example, we've got some Malaysian bonds, we've got some Polish bonds, uh, Brazil, which we're going to discuss later, Colombia. Uh, can you tell me why um, specific markets um, or countries might be interesting you at, sure. at, at this moment, and uh, why are you looking for the risk premium there? Sure. Um, the, the latest move we, uh, we had in the portfolio was uh, to start rotating out of Latin America towards uh, Asia. Mm -hmm. So we think we're not bearish on Latin America at all. We're quite co constructive on the, the whole uh, asset class. But uh, we think that uh, Asia has been lagging a lot, uh, because probably because uh, China and Japan uh, who are the, the big uh, economic powers in, in, in the region, have done everything they could to maintain the, the currency as cheap uh, as possible. Mm -hmm. And that had a, an impact, a deep impact on all the, all, all the trade partners sure. of uh, China. And uh, th that's why we had so weak currencies in, in, uh, in, in Thailand or in, in Korea, just to mention uh, the, mm -hmm. those two. Uh, so we, we think that at this point, we might have reached the point, that's our view, our cautious view, where uh, this uh, policy of maintaining the fixed exchange rate as weak as possible has done as much as it could, mm -hmm. and sometimes is what not even very efficient, like in China, for mm -hmm. example. China, because they don't have any inflation, that's almost an issue. They are almost in deflation, yeah. so they could certainly... Uh, afford um, easing the monetary policy and making sure that uh, the currency is uh, is not uh, overvalue, but uh, precisely because it proved to be not so successful, we think that will they will uh, soon abandon that uh, that, uh, that that policy and move towards uh, something more on on the fiscal side. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. And uh, why the switch away from Latin America? Is it more the attraction of Asia, or or there, are there issues in the Latin American market? No, it's it's more. We, we still have uh, quite uh, 
a significant exposure to, to Latin America. There are still countries that, that, that we like. Uh, we, we like Brazil. We're going probably to talk about uh, Brazil later. Yeah. Uh, we, we still like uh, uh, Peru, uh, Colombia to some extent. We think it's uh, very important to maintain also a solid exposure to, 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 to Mexico. But we think that uh, for the time being, we might have seen the best of the of the move. It doesn't mean that it's mm. not going to uh, to perform go going forward. But uh, what we were looking so far this year was uh, a removal of on the uh, on the uh, of the risk premium on the, on those countries, and that happened, especially in Colombia, for example. Mm -hmm. Colombia was priced uh, for for the disaster. Yeah, and. Uh, because uh, and that was due to the political situation. Yes, now, exactly, right? yeah. Ex exactly. Yeah. And uh, when the market, when people realized that uh, uh, the current administration would not be, would not have the capacity uh, to develop those uh, market-unfriendly policies, yeah. then all of a sudden, uh, whatever your outlook is on the productivity and uh, you know on the macro side of uh, Colombia, it was. Uh, uh, quite a relief for the market to, to realize that the, the, the huge risk premium that applied before was not uh, necessary an, a, anymore. So we are still uh, quite positive on uh, emerging market local bonds overall, mm -hmm. but we think that now that the risk premium in Latin, Latin America is back to what it should be or mm -hmm. closer to where it should be, yep. it makes sense uh, to, to, uh, to, dim, uh, to, to reduce the overweight and uh, rotate part of this uh, excess uh, capital to, from Latin America towards Asia yeah. that has been lagging big time in, yeah. this, uh, in, in this move. And for the reason I explained be before, we think that uh, Japan and China are likely to, uh, to look at other options mm -hmm. uh, to, to resolve the, 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 the growth problem. Yeah, sure. And uh, that, uh, the, that could mean that uh, the, the currency will start to, to, to stabilize. And sure, absolutely. Um, okay, before we move into um, South America in a little bit more depth, um, can you just tell me a little about emerging Europe? Because there's a couple of positions in yeah. your portfolio. I've picked out Poland, I've mentioned that before. You've mm -hmm. also got a, a Czech Republic bond, uh, I think, amongst your top 10 pos positions. Mm -hmm. So what's your outlook on emerging Europe at the moment, which is kind of a bit of a different game to the yeah, yeah, two areas yeah, yeah. mentioned. <clears throat> so, we, yeah, we, we are not as optimistic on emerging New Euro, uh, Europe than we are on Latin America and, and Asia. That's the, the long story short. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we think that uh, the inflation might take more time that uh, people think to, uh, to, to get back into control, to, sure. to get, get back into the, uh, what the, the, the local central banks uh, think uh, appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, because all those curves are pricing in uh, very, uh, very sharp and extended cycle of uh, monetary uh, easing. Mm -hmm. And we think that that is not warranted. Mm. And um, yeah, for, for that reason, we, we think that there's more potential in other regions of, of the world. That's uh, the very short explanation because the, the market is, we think, is a bit too optimistic. If you look at the, yeah. at the curve there, you have a lot of um, rate cuts being priced in in, in Hungary, uh, in in Czech Republic. We think that um, for choice, probably uh, Ch Czech Republic remained the, the most uh, attractive market there because the, mm -hmm. the yields are not not very high. But we see uh, the, the 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 rate curve in Czech Republic as 
uh, core European curve with some extra risk premium. Yeah. And from that perspective, because we are constructive on bonds and on European rates, mm -hmm. it makes sense to still have a decent exposure to the duration in uh, Czech Republic. And, uh, and currency-wise, we think that the fate of all those um, yeah, currencies is linked uh, to the euro, mm -hmm. of, of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, are, we are not convinced, really, that there is uh, still uh, value because um, the, the willingness of those central banks to, to, to cut the rates uh, might be uh, defeated by, by market de de developments. But uh, we, we think that this is not a good setup to, to have a, a strong currency. When the market is expecting the central bank to be uh, very dovish, mm -hmm. uh, you might expect those currencies to, to underperform versus sure. the euro, where for good or bad reasons, the central bank is still uh, quite, uh, quite hawkish. Yeah, it's quite interesting because I've heard quite a lot of emerging market uh, managers saying that uh, there are places in the emerging world which have been um, much quite far ahead in their rate height cycles and seem to be in a yeah. better position to defeat inflation. I think in particular LATAM. Yes, um, it's more LATAM, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and that's the subject we want to talk about now. Um, I, I spoke to you not too long ago um, about the political situation in Brazil, and I, I wanted to um, sure. pick up on that. Um, what I spoke to think at the turn of the year, actually, um, around the time Lula was elected, um, yeah. that's quite a big political change that we've seen yeah. in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I was thinking it's fair to say there's a little bit of concern about which way it was going. Yeah. Um, and we even had um, a bit of um, turbulence. We had um, you know, the, that, that kind of riot in Brasilia yes. um, with mm -hmm. Bolsonaro supporters shortly after he's elected. It didn't really kind of um, amount to too much in the end. But um, where are we now in terms of uh, Brazil's political situation? And um, how content are you as an investor? So, so, so are we seven, eight months now into, yeah. you know, into Lula's term? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a <laughs> big question. Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Yeah. I remember we, we spoke about it um, yeah. back in, in January or something at the, at the time, like many people, I, I was very cautious, you know, like, uh, yeah. because w when, when you are market participant, you always hope that uh, some kind of moderate center-right uh, candidate will, will emerge because they are supposed to be more uh, sensible, more fiscally responsible, and... Uh, and of course, by definition, not 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 too radical. So there is the uh, kind of cognitive dissonance in the, in, the, in the market because you you tend to to act as if um, yeah uh, the the electors of uh, of these countries will will act uh, thinking in the same way as you, as mm. you are. So course, yeah. <laughs> so and of course, when it's not the case, mm. uh, there is always a period of uncertainty and uh, higher uh, volatility, you, you think, well, I mean, what, what, what's going to, to happen? And uh, in, in the end, um, it doesn't really matter, I, I guess, whether the, the candidate is left-wing or right-wing, and it doesn't really matter even if those topics I mean, let, let me be extremely clear. It's very important to, to have opinions about abortion, uh, LGBT rights, and those things. But uh, uh, the market consideration should not be uh, taking those considerations mm -hmm. in, into account. Uh, I mean, they are extremely Im important, of, of course. But, but uh, sometimes uh, the impression that market participants have might be polluted uh, uh, polluted by some extra uh, market considerations. For example, um, I don't know if I'm making my, myself clear, but in the 
previous administration from uh, President uh, B Bolsonaro, uh, the guy was extremely controversial, uh, of mm -hmm. course. And he said a lot of things that, I mean, yeah, um, didn't make sense at all. But at the end of the day, uh, because uh, he f simply focused, he made sure not to focus on the economy at all. So he he, he asked his uh, economy minister at the time, Paulo Guedes, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to do the job. And what has been done under that administration from a pure economic uh, perspective mm -hmm. was not that bad. The fact that Fitch upgraded Brazil recently well, took into consideration what had been done under President Bolsonaro, mm -hmm. uh, like the, the independence, uh, the autonomy of the, the, the central bank is one sure, thing, sure. Um, the, the reform of the, 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 social, the, the pension reform, social mm -hmm. security reform was uh, very, very important. Okay. <coughs> I, mean, I remember you um, mentioning to me, actually, uh, when we last um, spoke to each other, that it, you, know, you were keeping an eye on the finance minister appointment. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, the guy who was uh, appointed in the Ems, a guy called Fernando Haddad, and for those who know, he's a member of the Workers' yeah. Party, which yeah, is yeah. Um, a left-wing-leaning party in Brazil. Um, so uh, well, how would you rate his performance so far? I mean, well, one thing um, you, you were concerned about was um, loosening of fiscal policy, and yes. we have actually seen some legislation passed in Brazil recently, which yeah. is doing just that. Um, how, what's your take on this at the moment? Where do you feel the direction is going in that regard? Uh, going towards the, the right direction, I, I guess. Yeah. So my my cautiousness at the time was uh, was not, uh, I mean, did not my, my fears did not materialize in, in the end. Yeah. So the, the the track record of Fernando Haddad was to have been mayor of uh, São Paulo, yeah. which is a, a huge city. So he was not the, the guy coming completely out, out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, but, but still, there is a big difference between being a, a decent mayor of a huge city and being the, the finance minister of uh, uh, a country like, like, like Brazil. And he proved to, to be a very pragmatic guy. Not only he's very protect, uh, pragmatic, but he has the trust of uh, President Lula. Mm -hmm. And because of that, because in, in the Brazilian governments you have two wings, you have the, the wings of the pragmatic, yeah. including Fernando Haddad or Minister Simo Tebet, for example, and on the other hand you have a more a political wing, more uh, left, uh, le, le, I mean more oriented towards uh, social uh, expenditures and, uh, and things like that. And so th there is a permanent fight between those, uh, those two wings. Yeah. And uh, Fernando Haddad has proven that he was the right guy, not only in terms of taking decision mm -hmm. and proposing new, new reforms, but also at managing the possible conflicts between uh, the wings. And, and very important, uh, even President Lula uh, very, very often uh, gives him his uh, support. And that was the case uh, recently because Haddad had uh, promised uh, to have uh, a zero primary deficit Mm -hmm. uh, in 2024, and recently the political wing was uh, trying to, to fight uh, to allow this deficit uh, to be, uh, well, to have a deficit of half percent of uh, 75 basis points, something like, like that. And Haddad was saying, no, it's not, we, we, we have to stick to the objective of, of zero. And in the end, uh, Lula arbitraged in, in his favor, saying, no, okay, you, he has my, my, my trust, and we really have to do whatever it takes. Uh, to reach this uh, goal of uh, zero zero percent uh, primary deficit be before servicing the, 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 the cost of the debt. 
So that, that's very important. So Adad has been doing a, a good job, and I would say that even this administration has a lot of similarities with the, the, the first Lula administration uh, 20, year, 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, at the time, well, uh, Minister Haddad is not the same as Minister Tombini, but he has this similarity that is he has a credible narrative mm -hmm. and a credible behavior for, for the market. He's trying to do the, the, the right thing. Of course, it's not in the same way as a right-wing minister, because a right-wing minister would like to cut on expenditures, yeah. whereas a left-wing minister will try to reach this equilibrium uh, by increasing the revenues. Yeah. And for the markets, of course, markets would prefer to cut, cut off expenditures because it's easy. You know uh, the, st the starting mm -hmm. point and uh, yeah. the ending point. Uh, whereas when you, uh, when, when you try to, uh, to increase the revenues, well, it depends. Do, will you have growth? There's a lot of uncertainty. You can, I mean, you can make plans that, ma that ma make sense, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's a lot less certain than uh, cutting off on expenditures. And still, so the, as mm -hmm. a left-wing uh, minister, he will try to, to increase the revenues rather than cutting on the, the expenditures. But his plan makes sense, and I think the market li likes that, even if there is still a very significant risk premium uh, remaining. Okay, sure. Um, so continuing on the topic of uh, you know, uncertainty and, and risk, um, uh, perhaps another factor we've not touched upon in Brazil, uh, so far as like, um, political turbulence, as I, as I mentioned, we kind of have those disturbances in Brazil at the start of the year. We've had... Um, a dramatic change yeah. in the you know the political orientation in the country. Hmm. Um, um, it's, how would you assess um, you know political terms? Because it is a risk to an economy uh, in, in Brazil at this time. And is, is it, do you have any um, concerns as an investor in that regard? Uh, no. Uh, no, no, not, not really, because my point, the, the, the point that I tried to develop be, before is that at the end of the day, even if market always have a, has a preference yeah. for a moderate uh, center-right ca candidate, in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as they, they do the job, you know, market was very afraid of AMLO in, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the end, as long as the, the, the administration is uh, fiscally responsible mm -hmm. and... Uh, uh, let the central bank do do its job yep. in controlling inflation, and if the the current account dynamic is not uh, is not too bad, I mean that, that's all that matters in in the end. It's uh, so, <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, in in, in Mexico, the the, mm -hmm. the, fi the the fiscal dynamic is extremely uh, orthodox. Yeah. Uh, the, the the guys at the central bank in Mexico, they are extremely smart, and mm -hmm. uh, and the current account balance is uh, is is quite okay. So in the end, uh, there was, uh, uh, again, it's the story of the risk premium being removed. Yeah. Not the same as in Colombia. In Colombia, because the market was expecting the, uh, Petro to, to do crazy things. Yeah. And even if he wanted to do those uh, crazy things, he's not, he has not the, the capacity any, anymore. Yeah. So that's uh, uh, the, the pure, sheer uh, example of uh, risk premium re removal. Sure. And in, uh, in Mexico, it's just that market was expecting maybe the fiscal responsibility will, will not be there. In the end, everything is, is going well. So I'm not saying that it's good for the country mm -hmm. because uh, you have the permanent problem of Pemex, which is a drag of, on the public, public finance, and uh, uh, <coughs> the, the level of uh, private investment is way too low, and the mm -hmm. productivity of, of the country is, is not good at all. So, uh, it's not uh, a view on the on the future of uh, of, of the country itself. From but from a pure market perspective, 
as an, an emerging market local bond uh, manager as long as the uh, the fiscal mm -hmm. doesn't go out of hands mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, 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 the people, the central banks are autonomous and doing uh, their, their, their job and uh, the balance of payment is healthy. I mean, what's not to like? Okay. Well, that brings me quite neatly onto my next subject, which is Argentina, which is perhaps a country where oh, yeah. it's, it's not going so smoothly. And um, yeah. we've recently seen um, a guy called um, Javier Millet, um, yeah. who was a political outsider, um, topped the um, election poll. Um, Argentina's got a presidential election coming up uh, later this year. Um, Millet has been described as a radical libertarian economist and... Sure. After he topped the poll, equities, I think, fell about 30%. The peso devalued close to 20%. Yeah. Um, can we talk a bit about Argentina? We've, we've sure. talked about, you know, Colombia, Mexico, Brazil. Okay, yeah. we get, might get these political swings, but we still yeah, seem yeah. to have that um, kind of um, stability there. What's, what, what tends to go wrong with Argentina? We, mm. We've seen, you know, it's really high inflation rates, political instability. Is, 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 is Argentina the, like, <laughs> the place maybe to avoid investing? Yeah, I mean, Argentina is, um, ex you, you might be extremely ca careful. It's better to avoid. Generally speaking, the, 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 um, the short answer is that it's, it's better to avoid. It doesn't mean that there's nothing to do out there, but you really need to, to understand um, and um, yeah, to, to know exactly what's, uh, what's going on. So the, the, the first, I mean, you, you always expect something incredible to, to come out of Argentina, and still you are always surprised. <laughs> so um, we knew that people were fed up with the, the Peronist uh, governments that did uh, a lot of damage to the, the, the country over the, the past, I don't know, uh, seven decades. Well, not, not only them, them and uh, the, the different uh, military uh, regimes. And so the pe people were fed, fed up with that. And, and also they gave their chance to the, let's say, the moderate right-wing alliance in 2015 with uh, Macri. Mm -hmm. and, and they failed as well. So, I mean, they are, they are a little bit uh, desperate, and I can understand that. So I'm not saying that they are right to, to vote for, for, for Millet, but I can understand when mm -hmm. you are completely de desperate, when the, the inflation rate is, uh, I don't know what it is right, right now, but maybe 115% per yeah. year on an unrealized uh, basis. That's uh, absolutely crazy. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So... Um, what happened with Millet was absolutely shocking because he was nowhere in the polls. Well, not really nowhere, because mm -hmm. we would expect anti-system candidate to do well. That's, that has been right. the case since, since 2016 mm -hmm. uh, in, in the UK, in the, in the US, uh, and then uh, in Italy and so on. I mean, th this is the new neutral now is to, to have surprises from anti-system uh, candidates. Uh, but the game changer over the past few years have been uh, social media. Uh, this guy, <laughs> Javier Millet, uh, I mean, he, the, his budget for the campaign was a, a tiny fraction of the budget uh, that uh, the, the Peronist and mm. uh, Patricia Burrich had. So, and uh, he had no presence on TV, but it doesn't matter anymore. But he was absolutely uh, all over the place on, on TikTok, for example. Sure. And <laughs> I mean, how else can you explain that he managed to get 50% of the vote mm -hmm. in a province 
uh, I think it's, um, I forgot the name, I, I think uh, uh, the province called uh, Sal Salda, mm -hmm. it's uh, northwest of uh, uh, Argentina, yeah. where he haven't been physically for seven years. So he did not even campaign. In, in the, I mean, no, nobody knows the, the, the guy. But the fact that, that uh, he said, uh, we are fed up with these uh, corrupt uh, people, mm -hmm. we need to, to try some, uh, something else, and people are so desperate, they said, why not, after all? Why not? <laughs> but when I say social media, I mean it, the, the guy, uh, the, 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 the firepower that he had in terms of uh, funding for his uh, campaign was absolutely tiny compared mm -hmm. to the two traditional parties. So after all those decades of... Uh, uh, it's like in the U.S. between the Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. You, you have the Peronists and, uh, and the, the, the non-Peronists. And very often the Peronists win. Yeah. And th this time around, uh, we were expecting the, the, the alliance, uh, the Juntos uh, por el Cambio alliance to, mm -hmm. to win by a landslide just because the economic situation uh, is absolutely uh, di disastrous. So yeah. you, you'd expect a, a switch anyway. But... It's, it's like in Europe, a few years ago, people tend to be shy mm -hmm. when they are asked for whom they, they, they would vote. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the same way that we, you were, we were surprised by the Brexit vote, by the US election, by, yeah. uh, in the beginning, people say, yeah, no, actually, but actually they, they do what they want. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so the, the polls, they failed, but completely. I mean, his, uh, his, uh, the, uh, he got like 10 percentage points more votes than expecting in, in, in the polls. That's absolutely uh, absolutely massive. Okay, um, it's good to cover a bit of politics. I don't want to dwell on politics too no. much. So just, just quickly, I mean, do you think he has a realistic chance of being elected? Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I think so. So I was reading uh, <coughs> uh, in, in uh, an article from uh, Eurasia. We subscribe to uh, Eurasia Research. They they, they think that uh, he has 55% per chance of uh, being, elected, uh, being elected. I think that... Uh, Patricia Buric could do better mm -hmm. in the real election than she did in in, uh, in the primaries, but I think that in the end of the, of the day he has a, a good chance. So his uh, his ma the, the main message is that he wants to uh, the central banks to have uh, just a marginal role or have no central bank at all and dollarize the, the economy. It's going to take time anyway, right? Yeah. And what is interesting also, uh, if he does everything that he should do, mm -hmm. uh, because dollarizing, you cannot dollarize if you have a fiscal deficit or if you have a current account deficit. So if he does everything that has to be done to reach the dollarization, I, th I think that automatically the peso will stabilize anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're not even sure that we, it will be necessary to, to dollarize because everything you, you need to do to dollarize, if everything to, you need to do to stabilize the economy anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But what I like, and that's something that would have been done by the, 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 the centre-right coalition anyway, mm -hmm. would be to, uh, to suppress the, the capital control and unify the, the, the foreign exchange market. So right now you have, uh, you have many different uh, foreign exchange rates in Argentina. Mm -hmm. You have the official uh, onshore uh, rate that is set by the uh, central bank, the B BCRA, mm -hmm. yep. uh, and it's uh, th there is a managed depreciation of more or less one peso per uh, business day uh, in order to to catch up with the inflation. It's not enough to catch up with the, the, the inflation, but that's that's the the, the idea. And uh, you also have the offshore. You have various offshore rates. You have the rates uh, in in the street. Yeah. It's, it's called the, the blue uh, right. the, the dollar. Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, <coughs> uh, it's, it, 
I think it's uh, 750 pesos for one dollar, mm -hmm. when the, the, the official rate is, um, uh, I think it's uh, 350. Yeah. So the, I mean, it's, uh, absolutely, it's more, more than uh, 50. It's, it's less than 50 percent of the yeah. value of the the, 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 the repeso. And then you have also what we call the blue chip swap rate, and the blue chip swap rate is the implied rate because you have some assets that are uh, listed or traded in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and in Argentina. So let, let's say you have several big uh, companies that mm -hmm. are listed as ADR on the New York Stock Exchange, and they are also listed in Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. So if you compare the, the, uh, the, the, the price at which they, they, they trade on the respective uh, ex exchanges, you have an implied rate, if, mm -hmm. if you wish. Yeah. And this implied rate is called the blue chip swap. Yeah. And uh, it's also, it's almost 800 pesos per, 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 per dollar. So, so you see that the official rate is completely, um, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense at all. And uh, <coughs> it's because of the capital control. So for the import and export of goods or of some essential goods and, and services, people don't have the choice. They have yeah. to, uh, to buy and sell at, uh, that rate. But when you settle financial tra transaction, if you buy or sell uh, equities or, or bonds, you do it at the blue chip swap rate. And both uh, Millet and Boric, they, they would have the, uh, the, the intention, maybe not on day one, but very uh, quickly to unify, so to, so to, to let sure. the, the, the currency uh, devalue uh, extremely uh, sharply. And in the first, of course, the, the first consequences would be uh, a spike in the inflation, which is already uh, extremely, really high, yes. but uh, that would be uh, ne ne necessary. Okay, sure. Well, it sounds um, very complex. Yes, and, it is. Uh, Argentina yeah. just sounds complex in yeah. general, which um, leads me to my next question. Is that um, you mentioned before, or you implied before, there are opportunities in Argentina, yes. but oh, you yes. really need to know what you're doing. Uh, could you just talk us through that? Like, how do you look for the right opportunities mm -hmm. in Argentina as an EMD, a local currency investor? Sure. Uh, so. Uh, Argentina, they issue uh, external bonds in, in US dollar and local bonds mm -hmm. in, uh, in Argentina peso. And I'm, I'm a local bond manager, so I'm not yeah. going to, to say too much about the external bonds, but my colleagues who uh, buy them, uh, they say they are really priced for uh, a lot of bad news. So mm -hmm. it, it makes sense selectively uh, to, be, to be positioned there. But I, sure. I don't want to, to develop too much on, on that front. Okay. So, and the local bonds, uh, you have some nominal bonds uh, that are not interesting uh, at all because of the of the inflation. So I mean, the inflation is so high that the, the value of those uh, nominal bonds nominal bonds may, meaning coupon bonds. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, they, they uh, I mean, they, for, for us it's absolutely not not interesting. So, but you have also inflation linked bonds, mm -hmm. and most of the, the local bonds are inflation linked bonds, and also dollar linked bonds, and we. Uh, we like those th those one. Well, I mean, selectively and in uh, very very uh, granular positions. So we would never ever get an exposure of uh, I don't know three, four, five or more percents of the portfolio to, to these uh, to these bonds. But but we think that I mean, the the, the risk reward is kind of attractive. It's uh, the uncertainty is very high, but. Uh, if, if it works, we think that if it, if, if it works, there is more to win than mm -hmm. to lose if it that does work. And we like some select dollar-linked bonds be, because precisely we, we think that uh, 
uh, either if it doesn't matter if it's melee of Bullrich wins at the, at the end because both will be willing to do whatever the IMF uh, mm -hmm. will ask them the, to, to do uh, because right now the relationship between the IMF and uh, the current administration are okay despite the fact that the, com the program is completely yeah. off track yeah so you can imagine if and when they start talking to people who are really willing to to do the, the right thing i think the relationship is going to uh, to go ev even even better that, that's why i think there are reasons to to hope that's that interesting front. you seem to actually have a little bit of um kind of positivity about their forthcoming election in terms of like just getting away from the present administration yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah abs absolutely but as I said before, our exposure is minimal, yeah. but, but it's not zero. It's, it's not zero. Uh, you, you need to be really an expert to, yeah. to know exactly what, what you're doing. So I would not recommend uh, people to, I mean, to, to get uh, their own exposure to uh, Argentina, mm -hmm. but uh, through people like, uh, it's not only us, of course, but uh, through uh, people who, who know exactly what they're doing, yeah, they, it, it makes sense because there are uh, some select opportunities. And this is not a long-term optimistic view on Argentina. Mm -hmm. uh, I, have, I have no idea. There are too, yeah. uh, too many parameters, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, uh, killer asteroids, uh, whatever you mean. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, uh, really, really anyone's guess. But I think with the horizon of until uh, the, the next summer, I mean, of, uh, of a few months in, until at the end of Q1, let's say, uh, Q1, Q2 uh, next year, there are reasons to think that the market will be surprised. For example, Millet, even if he wins, which is kind of the base scenario, but kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not uh, uh, Eurasia, they say 55%. I, I, I think it's, I, I see the probability more like uh, uh, 65 or 70% that, that, that he wins. Okay. But uh, he doesn't have a coalition in, in the Congress, for, for example. The co Congress oh, will yeah. be dominated by, by the right-wing uh, alliance. But I think there are a lot of areas of convergence between both. And uh, they will probably uh, collaborate, cooperate on mm -hmm. uh, on many uh, fields to make things uh, progress, and that's something that would not happen with uh, with with the Peronists. Uh, Thierry Larose, it's been great speaking to you this morning. Likewise. Thanks for dropping in. Thank you.